Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Friend of the show and fellow DSG member caught you, Nicholas, getting a haircut on your first day of school. <laughs> and you just looked adorable. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Unbelievable. Never that was tremendous. But, but with that said, folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, the DSG and Geeks Worldwide Radio proudly present to you the greatest podcasting team in the world. He's the Fry Guy, Nick Fryer. I'm the Backcracker, Dr. Joe. Together, we are the Woodward and Burton of the DSG, baby. Oh, we're also the TLDR Comic Book Club. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I am doing just <laughs> splendid. One of your all-time intros, man. It gets better and better every time. Uh, but yes, Joe is right. We are Woodward and Bernstein. And again, just when we thought that November is going to be a month filled of us doing mainline episodes before the holiday, like before before we get to the Christmas time and doing a bunch of specials. Just you never know, Joe. Same thing with December. I had December all mapped out, too. And now that's all it's all being, uh, you know, thrown up in the air. But people come uh, knocking, man. We can't say no to some of these things, too. Well, we can't say no. I mean, people want to they want to come on the program, Nicholas. Yep. And uh, we have for the people very excited about this for the second time. We have uh, AWA uh, Axel Alonzo. Mm-hmm. And former editor in chief at Marvel, and we had him on to discuss the Resistance Universe. They they're doing something that is absolutely brilliant with the Resistance Universe, the origin, and it's it's a it's a graphic novel, and it contains the entire first volume of the Resistance plus the first issues of the Resistance Uprising, the one shot, the Resistance uh, Reborn, Moths, Knighted. Um, I think the Joneses number one is in there. Uh, and so erratic erratic number one right so it's it's a great introduction into this universe and so we we had a great time chatting with axel about that and we can't wait for uh for everyone to hear it and then hopefully go out and buy it which i believe it drops on december 7th right december 7th yes there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out on december 7th and that's definitely something you should be looking into it's like the best way to describe it and we we should have said this in there but it's kind of like a resistance universe sampler like if you yeah. go to like, you know, TGI Fridays or something like that, that's exactly what this is. Um, and the only way you can hear that conversation is if you're subscribed to one of our audio channels, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Geeks Worldwide Radio, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. And that is the only place you can hear any of our Friar side chats. And we have a ton of them. And we talk to some of the biggest names in the in the business. I mean, Axel Alonso being one of them, like you said, former EIC of Marvel, the current CCO over at AWA. And we did talk almost solely about the Resistance Universe, but we did get to touch on a little bit of the other stuff that we've been talking about with AWA creators, uh, whether it's from John Lees, Krista Faust, a little bit of Benjamin Percy mixed in there too. So a lot of great conversations you guys can go back and listen to. Got some more from him on those projects as well and about some stuff that's coming up. We may have to have him on again soon because he was, you know, it's kind of his his order. So we kind of got to listen to Axel when he's telling us to do shit. Yeah, right? I mean, he he he's programmed a large chunk of our show in the past. Yes. And he's programming a large chunk of the future. Uh, one thing I'm very excited, he, he, uh, 
he whenever he drops the name Garth Ennis, yes, the, ear, the ears the ears go up, the antenna yeah, go yep. up, and uh, so there's something coming up, you know, which he didn't really get to. Well, you got to listen. You yeah. got to listen. Yeah, got to listen. He, he gave us some stuff that I don't think was supposed to come out yet, but I think actually can <laughs> say it whenever he wants to because he's the boss over there. He's calling mm-hmm. all the shots, so it doesn't really matter if he says it. It's like okay, it's out now. Yeah. That's that's what I decided to do. So got some some great stuff from him. Very excited to re-listen to that myself, but really happy that everybody else is going to get a chance to listen to Axel again on the show, and we'll be talking to him again at some point down the line. Uh, but we got other stuff to get to. You guys will be able to listen to that. That drops on midnight on Wednesday. If you're listening to us in audio form, it's already available. Go listen to that before you listen to us talk about what's new in comics this week. But, Joe, before we get to what's new, we got to catch up a little bit. What have you been uh, trying to get to since we last spoke? So I got a lot of reading done today. <clears throat> Excuse me for my raspy voice. I got another Jordan flu game I'm playing. Unbelievable. I know. <laughs> well, kids and school, it's mm. a cesspool. Kids are disgusting. Uh, fingers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Gun Honey, Blood for Blood, uh, issue number three. Yeah. I, so uh, New Rick Comics doesn't always get the Gun oh, Honey Jesus books Christ. in the Mylar bag. Usually they, they, they always have Gun Honey and they're always provocative covers. But I'm like, it's in a, it's in a Mylar bag. I'm going to grab this one. I've had to hide this one around my house at various times because, you know, I don't want anyone to see me reading it because I sent you a picture of it, man. The shag carpeting yeah. <laughs> that is featured on the broad on this cover was out outrageous yeah um wow <laughs> yeah you know, I, did, I get a text from joe thankfully it was, i was not in the office that day but good lord like can i get Holy an sfw smokes. text next time before you send that jeez dude i was but, not ready for that yeah but this just could i i i love this volume more than i love the first volume i really do it's it's fantastic and this issue was fantastic i caught up on uh cullen bunn's friend of the show shock shop issue three again continues to be fantastic <sighs> and then i caught up on a bunch of books that have issues coming out this week that I, I i fell an issue behind on so wind thrown in the sky issue three uh west of sundown issue five that has been a very surprising series for me because i just sort of picked it up on a whim uh, Shang-Chi issue four, and then um, Jeff Lemire and uh, Andrea Sorrentino's uh, the, the, the Bone Orchard uh, Mythos 10,000 Black Feathers issue two. Ooh. Oh man, this is a strong consideration. Strong really? consideration. Uh, it's up there for both oh, of the it, year. It, it is qualifying by our standards because October, I think, is our cutoff. If I'm not mistaken, or September. I can't remember, but it's. it's uh, well, it would, it would qualify for this year because yeah. it's only had three issues out so far. Yeah, so you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there's some, there's some, some, someone making late surges. Um, as for me, Joe, I actually did catch up on Shock Shop um, issues two and three as well. Excellent, right? And we, yeah, and we had for those who don't who missed it, we had Colin Bunn on the show recently to talk about this book from Dark Horse Comics. And I'll tell you what, something in the woods in the dark was originally my favorite of the two books that are in this series. But I think the one with the dad and the kids, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Let's see if I can pull that up really quickly. But um, th- I think I'm leaning uh, familiars. I think yes. I like familiars more uh, through the first th- through the three issues. And the fifth, the fourth one is going to be the final issue for both, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, time and again, too, the, yeah. the, the woman that's running the comic shop there. I want to yeah. know more about her story. She's awesome. She's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
But Ghostwriter issue eight from friend of the show, Benjamin Percy. Canary issue three from friend of the show, Scott Snyder. I cannot wait to tell you more about this series, Joe. It's freaking kick-ass. Another series that I've been waiting on. And I took this one, I think, with my number two overall pick when we did our Snyder, uh, Scott Snyder October, or, or sorry, our Scott Tober draft a little while back, or feels like a year and a half back or something. Book of Evil issue one now this has been out for a little bit i did drag my feet a little bit on this one um because i i just thought you know oh it's getting released and then we don't if i don't see anything from scott necessarily then i assume that maybe there's a delay and league of comic geeks is off but i finally got a chance to read this after last show joe and wow like this is this is very different than anything you're gonna see in comics it is more it's very it's very much pros there's a lot of there's a lot of artwork in it, but the description throughout all of it and the imagery, man, that like the moments where you get a lot more of an image, it's like, whoa, this it's really heavy, um, really intense. And I am very excited to read this going forward. I can't wait to talk to you about it more when, when this uh, wraps up. Of course, it's still a long way to go, but this first issue was really, really promising. I would, I still think Canary probably had the best first issue of the three that I've read so far that I'm going to be talking about on here. I still have to read Dudley Datsun, but book of evil, I think is number two for me on the list right so far for opening. Now, was this jock? This is jock of evil. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's, gimme, it's gimme, like, gimme. It's, it's really, it's, give me that. It's very different. Give me that. Very, yeah. It's, it's very different, but, um, but that is it for catching up. Let's get to what's new. Um, take us through Marvel Joe. What's coming out from them this week. All right, I gotta warm up the vocal cords for this one. Holy <laughs> smokes! So we have Immortal X Men issue eight, She Hulk issue eight, Iron Man number twenty five, Gambit number five, your favorite, Star Wars Doctor Afro number twenty six, Gold Goblin. Now I will say this: there's a bunch of number ones this week that I'm very mm -hmm. interested in. This being mm -hmm. one of them, Gold Goblin uh, number one. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Han Solo and Chewbacca. Uh, issue number seven we have thunderbolts issue number four uh, another one i'm interested in here blade vampire nation um issue one shang chi and the ten rings issue five i caught up on issue four again this series continues to be very good hmm. um star wars hidden uh sorry star wars hidden empire number one again another uh issue one i'm interested in um and then we have peach pomoko's demon wars series demon wars shield of justice number one we have namor conquered shores number two a uh, murder world avengers number one and captain america and winter soldier special number one so a whole bunch of number ones there that uh i actually you know i'm looking forward to reading a lot of these number ones i'm like meh but those ones um those are getting earmarked okay um, and then we have wakanda issue two and then finally, Ultraman, the mystery of Ultra 7, issue 4. Yeah, there's a lot. In Marvel, we get a little bit later than everybody else, so it is harder for us to fit that, in, squeeze that in right before we do uh, our episodes. But I am interested in the Blade Vampire Nation one, as much as I haven't been following along with everything that's leading up to that. Um, I do want to try and jump back in on Thunderbolts, but Gambit is the one of those titles that's just the most disappointing. I, I hopped off after, I think it was two issues. It just... You know, it's just it's like at a period where it's like Gambit's a character we need to move forward with and we need to try different things with. We don't need to revisit the friggin' past with him. So yeah. I, I get so frustrated with that. But let's move on to DC because speaking of frustration, there is something that you want to get to. We'll save that towards the end though. After I read all these off, we got the Flash, uh, seven eighty eight 
Batman Superman World's Finest Issue 9, Catwoman 49, Batman One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze, Dark Crisis Young Justice Issue 6, Dark Crisis World Without a Justice League, Batman Issue 1. Get the fuck out of here with that title. It is too fucking long, Nicholas. Dark Crisis World Without Justice League, Batman Number 1. No, no. Name it something else, because you already got a fucking Dark Crisis World Without Justice League. Yep. Uh, Axel, Axel agreed with me, by the way. Oh, yeah. These titles oh. are too fucking long. There's um, it's definitely an issue. Christ. We got another long title here. DC's War of the Undead Gods issue four. I feel like it's a little less problematic. DC versus Vampires All Out War issue five. I uh, talked just recently talked about DC versus Vampires All Out War written by Alex Pacmadel. Um, it's really interesting sub series in the course of this larger series. And it's in some black and white, but only like red and orange are the visible colors outside of black and white. And I guess gray, but um, some more interesting stuff over there. You can listen to the full conversation from a little while back um, on our audio channels, black Adam issue six, star girl, the lost children issue one Titans United blood pack issue three, Harley Quinn, uh, the, the Legion of Bats issue two. The animated DC- series. Come on. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Do it in all caps. I thought it was like toss and you made a typo. Uh, <laughs> GCPD, the Blue Wall issue six. Looney Tunes 269. Nice. Uh, nice. And then, Joe, we have another book that um, usually you have nothing but great things to say about. I have things to say about it too, but why don't you tell us your feelings about Nightwing 98? Man, so like. Again, I I put the you know the event stuff that's that separate because that's just you know how these things work, and so like the, I, I was like what three or four issues, three issues something like that that was part of that event earlier in the year. But anyways, so Nightwing has been one of my favorite. It's been a top three book for me this year, mm-hmm. right? And the last issue, right, ninety seven, it the way that uh-huh. ended, right, <laughs> and you see a uh, Rick Grayson, yep, right, and you go. What the fuck? And then so like Tom Taylor just just nailed it every step of the way. And then we get this issue and it was a letdown for me because I had my expectations of where he's going to take this following the last issue versus what we got. I felt like the tone uh, was a was a 180 from yep. what we've had in this entire series. Sure. Uh, this is uh, Nightwing and Night Might. So this was a cutesy issue that continued to tell the story. And we had a, a guest artist on this one, Dan- uh, Danielle DiNiculo, mm-hmm. uh, who I love. Right. We, we yeah. Seven Secrets. I love his oh. art style. Oh. Um, and it just between the tone of Night Might and the art, it just was a it was a. We've had many different artists on this book, so I've kind of gotten used to that. A lot of that, you know, it's been going on with DC in general. But the tone of this issue just felt very out of place Mm. for me. And I didn't like, like, you give us Rick Grayson and then the explanation for it. It it just, it was just, it was the rarest of misses. Mm. Yeah. It uh, it bummed me out a little bit. So, I, I, you know, uh, did you spoil things just now? Like, you know, book came out today. I know. Well, okay. I just, I, I don't know. It felt like it was we've had, we, we, we've had this conversation with Scott Snyder himself. He says, once the book is out, it's not spoiler anymore. Mm, 
Okay. I get I always I just always view it as like Wednesdays. But it, it whatever. Um for me, this very much felt like this is a book for the kids. Like absolutely like a hundred percent. Yeah. And it you know, it was um you know, not an ideal sidestep, especially when we had like such a what the fuck just happened last end of the last issue. It's like that's what it is. Like okay. Like it was it was fine for me. You know, Tom Taylor never misses it. I mean, Daniel's you know cool. I still liked his art. I still thought it worked fine and all this, like, but I just, um, you know, could have done without it, but it's fine. It, you know, whatever. It, it was, it was fine. just tonally, it was just a, a departure from what the series has been under yeah. Tom Taylor. Uh, like I said, the art thing, it just like, it felt very, like you said, for the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of praise for this issue. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's terrible. Because nothing about it is terrible. No. My disappointment with it is that tone-wise and story-wise, it just felt like a misstep. I yeah. felt like there was uh, something bigger, greater going on. And and then the, the way that the path they took. Because uh, I'm more than convinced that with issue 99 and then issue 100, it's... Pfft, Right, sure. We're right back on course here, but this, yeah. this one was a little... It, yeah. And I think, and I mean, like, look, people can justify any reasons that they're upset about a book or whatever, but I think that when you're talking about, like, it's a tonal thing, and this is what you've been doing the whole time, and then you take a hard left turn, to me, I think that's very much a fair, like, like criticism when you're talking about any any type of um, any type of story that you're dealing with, which doesn't fit everything else that you're doing. Like, th- that's an odd bit of execution. To me, what, like... I, Again, like I'm with you. Like it's just like well, I I think it's like fine in the end. Like this issue, like most of them are like nines, you know, comfortably over it, like maybe an eight and a half. But this is more like a seven. Like this is like oh okay, like, yeah. It's, it's not bad, but it's just like why did we go this direction? And also, more importantly for me, especially somebody who's been reading, who read the Rick Grace and stuff, and had to deal with all that crap. It's like, I, you know, it's it's like kind of a funny thing, but at the same time you brought this in. I thought there was going to be some real crazy shit going on. Yeah. Here. Like well, cause, something going on cause that's head. the tone of the book. That's, yeah. that's, you know, that would have fit the tone. It, and like, then what yeah. we got was like, we went from HBO to Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. Yes. And like, I, Hey, we got nothing, nothing against Saturday morning cartoons, but it's just no. like, that's not what this is. And you could have taken this to another level of darkness. And I'm not saying this book needs to be too dark because that's not what this has been, but it's just like there's emotional, it's real, and it's taken this character in a, in a direction that makes a lot of sense for him and where others don't nece- other series don't necessarily get the chance to go to go and like kind of take that. That's the sidestep you take was kind of just like you said, it was a little bit out of place. So in the end, it's fine, but it could have been a lot better. Um, not that we're, you know, again, like we're not trying to say like you need to give us this thing because this is what we want. It's just like Again, it tonally, it it seems like an odd decision in the end. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and and you know, I'm I'm more than you know, I know that you know this is you know it's not like it's not like you know with issue ninety eight of Nightwing we've got a completely different writer and a completely different team and this is the direction they're going in. Yeah, where I'm going to say okay, I, I think I'm out. It's just one issue. They tried something like they did this before with the with the, the sequential art from Redondo. Right. Yeah. That issue was very different from everything else that they have been doing, but it still fit the tone. Yeah. Right. Oh, the stories. So cool. Right. So um, cool. And and so this was just OK. They took a shot. It didn't land for me. Didn't mm-hmm. necessarily land for you. Again, doesn't mean that it 
was terrible or that yeah. it sucks or anything like that. It's just eh, I was I was expecting something else and versus yeah. what we got, and that was that. <laughs> Because, I mean, the series was like, you know, we're talking about like it was in friggin sixth gear with everything that's going on. Like yeah. it's important to Nightwing. And then you throw this the wrench of Rick Grayson into things. And it's like, wait, where are we going with this? Yeah. This is just going completely bananas. My, my jaw hit the floor when I saw that. Yeah. Right? When I, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So now like to, to have that, it's just like, why? Like that's like you said, I think part, you put it perfectly. When you said like it's a tonal shift. That's just a little bit. Like what, how did we get here? But, um, but you know, 98, 99, well, I'm sure we'll be checking back in and have a lot of positive things to say, but that's for another day, another discussion. Uh, what do we got from image coming out this week? Uh, we got some bangers, some real bangers from image this week. So we have yep. gunslinger spawn issue 14, allegedly, uh, allegedly, uh, junkyard Joe, number two. Um, I hate fairyland volume two issue one. This is a Scotty young, uh, book. Yep. Um, I, 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 this is making me want to go. I've never read the first volume of uh, I Hate Fairyland, so I'm gonna go check that out at some point. Read it, and if you like it, because like, I, I, I want to read it too, but if you like it, like talk about it on the show, like, call, like yeah, just yeah, let yeah. me know. Like, this is Scotty Perfect. Young. I, I like Scotty Young a lot, like, his art is really cool. His stuff they did with Rocket Raccoon years back was, <laughs> was really cool. I want to hear, like, I want you to check this out first. Though. You should follow. I, I should have. I should have had his Instagram handle um, at the ready. But follow him on Instagram because he does a lot of like daily sketches, mm-hmm. and I love when artists do that yeah. stuff and just sort of see their process. Uh, but anyways, uh, we have Prodigy, uh, the Icarus uh, Society issue five, um, Voyages issue one, which I intend on uh, giving a look at, uh, the Deadliest Bouquet issue four. I I didn't underline to talk about it because I want to talk about it on the show, so I don't right. want to dive into it too much. Um, but excellent. Um, and then you know my pet project, the shirtless bear fighter, uh, two, issue four. Hmm. Um, and then we each have a couple of books uh, that we want to discuss from Image this week. Uh, I'll let you go uh, first, Nicholas. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's two that I did want to dig into a little bit more. I think I want to start with. Um, well, they're both from friends of the show. Let's start with Above Snakes issue five because this is the final issue. This is it. Like you get to it, and it is the end. Could Sean and and Hayden revisit this property at some point down the line? Sure. Could they revisit it with like with dirt? Sure, could they revisit it with other you know, other characters that we kind of got to know a little bit, just like this world in general? Yes. Um, do they have to? They don't. And I'd be, I, I'd like to see them do it. I'd rather not see them do it with dirt. I think like what they did here was like good job. Dirt story, yeah, had yep. a very very satisfying conclusion. Yes, it did. Yeah. And um, not only was his part like to me, what stands out so much is not his conclusion but the effect that it has on so many others in yeah. the course of it all and like I, I that's where i'm like okay i kind of want to see what happens with some of those other people but the way it even if they never go back to it, it's like that's that's something that's always going to sit with me like dirt did his thing and his ending and, and whatnot and then the way it affects it affects everybody else is like wow like you don't yeah. like you Stuff kind of like that can pop in your head a little bit sometimes, but seeing it manifested in like the visual way that it was at the end of this series to me is what's going to stick with me. Like aside from Dirt, the character, and some of the awesome lettering from Hassan uh, Osmani allowed to because he does other stuff, but like this series, like 
he his his like lettering was like really jumped out. This this was one of the rare times where I'm looking at the lettering and I'm going, yeah. it's perfect. It yeah. was it was outstanding because yep. a lot of times, you know, I think to me, honestly, a good letterer, uh it it flows. You know, you're not thinking about it. Just right? don't get in the way. Exactly. It's like, you know, offensive linemen, right? If they're doing yeah. their job, right, you're not hearing their names a lot, right? Because they're not right. getting called for what, you know, penalties and all that shit. So like with letterer, like I only really notice the lettering if it's off-putting, mm-hmm. right? But with this, I was looking at go, oh, man, this is fantastic because he just would do different things with the colors of the letters and different things with the bubbles. It was it was absolutely fantastic. And this was probably the most emotional uh, issue of yeah. Above Snakes, well, which uh, it's up yeah. there. The one with the um, I forget the big the bigger girl's name, but like what was kind of going on with her was pretty emotional too. But no, nah, th- you're probably right. It's just, th- this one's like definitely like the for me. It's it's definitely gonna sit with me the most. It was a very good ending. Yeah, because it was it was visceral on a couple of different levels with with um, Sherman's art and then with 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 Sean's writing and I think the way that it wrapped up. You know, we we got some some tidbits. We got some more information that really just kind of brought it all together and the way that it ended for dirt i thought again it was just it was perfect and you know what i love too about you know sean's books is that when he finishes something he always has a page where like we talked about this with bliss and that was a very personal and a very emotional letter he wrote at the end of Mm. bliss with this it was it was pretty humorous but like you alluded to like the story of dirt and speck, you know, like that was concluded. But then there's this like back and forth. It's a page of just dialogue of dirt and speck. And it kind of leaves things open a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Where like they could revisit the war, you know. So like that dynamic between those two characters, I, I thought was hilarious and great. But it mm-hmm. got really, it got really poignant there at the end. Like their relationship yeah. had a, had a, had a, a a real drastic turn there. Yeah. Uh that that paid off really well. So yeah. I, yeah. I if if Sean and Hayden decide to revisit dirt, I'm gonna give it a look. I'd rather them not. And if it, but I'm fine like them revisiting this world in general, I'm very much open to. I just rather see a different character that we got to know um in the course like not, not even a ton, just a little bit in the course of dirt's travels because there are a few that, they, that we could go and check out and move their story forward so well the well, the brilliant thing that they did was they created the world so yep. now like at this bar so it could just be any pe- it could be any person now and mm-hmm. and if you've read above if you read the first you know arc of above stakes it, it just it would just take a quick introduction of the you know on mm-hmm. the inside jacket of the book to just say boom and yep. then you can just take off with it Hundred percent. Now I do want to talk about Nita Hawes in a second, but why don't you tell me about the third issue of uh, uh, was it Lemire and Muthi's, um series that you've been reading? Yeah. So this is uh, the Ten Thousand Black Feathers, and so when Lemire and um, not Muti, it's uh, Andrea Sorrentino. Sorrentino. My bad. When those two work together, it, it's electric, and we talk about art all the time. Right and styles of artists and with Sorrentino's art, I understand it's not for everyone, um, but 
there's something about when it comes to horror, like uh, Francesco Francovilla as well, like their tones, their colors, you know, their lines, the way they they draw gives off these these horror vibes. And and what Sorrentino does really well is he's very abstract. Like Gideon Falls got got very abstract. There was another Lemire and Sorrentino book uh, that took place with the dog in space that it was it went, went completely over my head. Primordial. Primordial, yes, thank you. Yeah, that and was the monkey. That was the monkey. Yes, sorry, and 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 the dog. And so, anyways, that oh. was um, that was very abstract. But what I what I love about Sorrentino, you know, his art sometimes is he'll take like these, like there'll be uh, you know, the standard panels, but it's ten thousand black feathers. So you're seeing images of feathers, and sometimes he'll have an outline of a feather like going through a couple different panels, and inside that feather is something going on related to the story, but. What I love about this book is the way that it's told because, you know, with the, what we're, we're, we're getting into now is some some fantasy stuff, some horror stuff, uh, but also some mystery stuff. And this third issue uh, really kicked it up a notch. And I thought Sorrentino's art in this particular issue was there, there, there is an image at the end of this issue um, that is reminiscent <laughs> Uh, a certain panel from Hit Me that I always reference. Oh, uh, that you know, freaks me out. This. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this takes it to a whole new level, man. Holy. Um, and it, I, I kind of looked at what. Oh, thank God it's ten a.m. in the morning. Uh, <laughs> that that I'm looking at this panel because hopefully by the time I go to bed I'll forget it. Um, uh, because it was that visually uh arresting, but wow. this is a hundred percent. Uh, a TLDR worthy book. Um, Lemire's character writing, his his again, like him and Lewis do this better than anybody. The, the, the emotional tapping into that emotional connection to their characters and understanding that and 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 portraying it onto the page when you see it and when you read it just hits you and you feel it it's it's also very relatable even though we're dealing with things that are maybe supernatural or or horrific or whatever it might mm. be so um i i can't wait to talk about this book i can't wait for you to read this book because i don't know if you've read gideon falls um and i i don't know if you've really read much of lemire's indie stuff i know you've read you know Sorry, but there, you have a ton of like there's you have a you've talked about lemire i think more than any uh, writer on the yeah. show, so I like yeah. But there's there's May's book as well, so there's a few oh, that are on book. my list. Jesus yeah. Christ! If we do if we do a trade soon, I mean, I feel like I have to do um, <laughs> I have to do the Lemire one. We're supposed to our next our next um, like mainline issue is a trade. So yeah, it, which might not take place until next year. Yeah, uh, so we are the last Ronan of podcasts. We 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 yeah we we've that is what we've become. We've become Eastman and Laird. Uh, but ten thousand black feathers, part of the bone or, uh, uh, bone orchard mythos there by Lemire and Sorrentino. Absolutely I excellent. Thought you were going in a different direction. There. I was going to say, "Geez, Joe." Um, but uh, anyways, let's see. We got um, the last book from Image Comics that we did want to talk about. Nita Hawes Nightmare Blog Issue Ten is out this week, and uh, we get a lot of Anansi at the center of everything yes. here. But the big thing is, we get an introduction of a character who, like make sense that this character's getting thrown in the mix but i'll tell you what like it, it it's quite the entrance and to me too like we're seeing uh Simon Kuzerinsky 
really like take over things in the court, like mm. with, with this series. And I love his art style. I think it fits really well where it's like, it's a, it's similar to what Jason Sean Alexander is doing over on, um, over in Philadelphia, but it is still like, there is still like a difference as well. Maybe it's the colors that are a little bit more similar in the penciling um, is where, where the difference is here, but continues to be an awesome series. I really enjoyed this, the second arc too. Um, and we're seeing Nita kind of with her, her development, we're seeing a, like there's a greater importance to her while we're dealing with this new villain in the mix. That I think like, I know Rodney told us a while back when we talked about Nita Hawes with him that he doesn't want to like, he wants to treat, treat each arc like its own kind of story where like, yes, you, you it'll reference back to the previous one, but we're moving on to like different cases and everything. I think this main villain that we have here, she, she could be involved for a while, especially if you start really crossing over into the, uh, the Philadelphia stuff. Um, because I would think that you're gonna with the, the, the rise of Nita Hawes and her importance and her, um, I guess abilities that she seems to possess. Yeah. Well, what's wild is that we're so used, uh, you know, used to in Philadelphia of getting introduced to historical characters, right? Mm -hmm. And Nita Hawes is a departure from that, except for this issue, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yep. Because we, we get we get a we we get a Jim Dandy of an introduction. Yeah. Uh, of, of a character. Um, in the design issue. man too. It's great. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, I think that's I think that's what I love. I mean, what 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 I love about Nita Hawes that's that's different from Philadelphia is that I love that mystery aspect of things, the supernatural mystery, the trying to solve right and and learning more about Nita and, and everything and and those characters and it's great and we've had some mentions of Philadelphia. This this issue might sort of mention the most of mm. what's going on over in Philadelphia. So, I mean, tone wise, they're both on the same level. Um, yeah. And, but this just continues to be such a fantastic book. Yeah. I, I love it. And I said before that it was like, it moved past Philadelphia and my power rankings, but that last arc, I mean, and, and Lauren's still reading Philadelphia. Like she's, she is all caught up like us, but she's definitely trade waiting and everything um, and mooching off me. But what you know the story of life, my life i guess but um she uh like like she, like the, the last arc of philadelphia was so next level from yeah. everything else that's gone on in this universe that like to me right now philadelphia is number one um and then this this is number two but i mean that's not like you're talking about like dealing with it's like, one in one a to be yeah. honest with you it's like Pedro and like Kurt Schilling before he went off the rails. It's, it's kind of it's kind of what we're dealing with here. But uh, we don't want to maybe get too maybe, much. maybe go Pedro and Randy Johnson there. Well, yeah. talking about teammates because like, that's what these two are. Okay, yeah. Well, then you go again. You go to Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. So again, yeah, you're I, I want to keep I want to keep Kurt Schilling off his fucking podcast as much. Oh, as okay, that, that's that's fair. It, we're not a sports show, so it does make sense. All right, so we you do have a boom book that we want to dig into. Um, let me go through the other ones though before we do that. Uh, so we got Dark Horse Cyberpunk 2077. You have my word issue four. That is a long ass title. Young Hellboy Assault on Castle Death issue three. Masquerade issue three. Shaolin Cowboy Cruelty Kin issue seven. Frankenstein New World issue three. I didn't even I, I didn't even know this was a thing. Overwatch New Blood issue five. Resident Alien The Book of Love issue one. 
from IDW, True Cult Issue 4, Star Trek Resurgence Issue 1, Crashing Issue 3, Sonic the Hedgehog, Scrapnik Island Issue 2. Can you take the next couple of... Holy crap. <laughs> so from Dynamite, we have Immortal Red Sonia Issue 8, and then the Ninjets Issue 3. Um, from Vault, we have West of Sundown Issue 6, uh, which, again, continues to be a stellar series. Uh, from Friend of the Show, Cullen Bunn, we have Door by Door, Night by Night Issue yes. 1. Which one of these? I know you... Uh, I I got the aftershock one because it was a one shot. Okay. So you're getting the actual okay. one. So it's not really dibs because it's a one shock. So yeah. So but this this the way he described this book and and the sort of personal ties he has to it sounds fantastic. Um, uh, from Skybound we have the Walking Dead Deluxe issue fifty one and Chroma, um, issue one. And then from aftershock, it's a pretty big week from aftershock. Actually, they they allegedly allegedly right. I feel like we. We we rattle all these things off, and then maybe half of them come out. But a calculated man issue four, um, astronaut down issue five, which you've been reading, and I will talk about it on the show. Unless some, barring a, a huge shift like that, that's <laughs> that's one that, that I, like show worthy. We've got samurai doggy issue three, where starships go to die issue five. There's something wrong with Patrick Todd issue four. Stellar book will be a TLDR book. Um, Chicken Devil issue two, which oh, you've been reading. Chicken Devils. So this is the second Devils. volume. Yes. Um, yes. And the, I finally, like, actually, that was so from Aftershock, I did finally read Chicken Devils issue four. Again, that was a book that kind of got lost on me in, in like my move and everything. So that I, I read the final issue of that. I need to talk about that on the show at some point. And the second volume of Bunny Mask, I finally finished as well. And uh. I fucking love <laughs> that book. Oh my God. Injected into my veins. That Bunny Mask is so fucking weird. <laughs> In all the right ways, God, I, have you read it yet? I have not, dude. Have not. Don't had, read I, that I, night. I had planned to do it for uh, for October, but you know, ah. we decided to to scrap you know our plans. October, November, December have completely gone off the rails in terms of what we had planned. Yep. Um, but we have Vineyard issue three, Jimmy's Little Bastards number two, which might be the greatest title for a comic book of all time. Mm. Um, and then from a friend of the show, John Lee's. Uh, who continues to scare the shit out of me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, last Ride of Pillar and Pride, issue one. This was actually supposed to come out last week, and I remember him tweeting out saying it was getting pushed back. Uh, so that should be coming out this week. That's from Aftershock Comics. So if you're if you walk into Newbury Comics or your local comic book shop, whether it be Arkham Comics and Games, if you're listening to us out from Texas, or if it's uh, the Time Capsule, if you're down in Rhode Island, or if you're at Hub Comics, over there in uh, in Somerville, those are free plugs, baby. Uh, mm-hmm. But whatever your local comic book shop might be, you know, if you see this book, grab it. Um, looks fantastic. John Lee's is is a, is a tremendous writer. So, um, yeah, fits perfect def- for aftershock too. Is yeah, what he does. Yeah, so definitely give that a, a, a look. And then lastly, uh, from Boom Studio, Boom Studios, uh, we have all new Firefly number ten. Uh, we have something is killing the children issue 26 finally because I think the last book came out in August, July. Dude, August. Oh my god, the cover from John Boy 2, which is Joe's background, and you can also see it on our Instagram page at TLDR underscore pod. Good lord, I mean, this has got to be the best something is killing the children cover. Of this bed, it's right? up there. there. I mean, 
So 26 issues, there's been well over 100 variant covers, you know, for this, right? So there's been some good ones, but this this is right up there with them. And this, I got to say, this is right up there with some of John Boy's best uh, work. This cover is fucking tremendous. Mm. And uh, if they've got this at Newbury Comics, and if it's listed for 15, 20 bucks, I might buy it. It's that damn good. Um, but... Picked up right where the last issue, uh, where issue 25 left off. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, but then the, the last book that I'll talk about today uh, before we, you know, uh, we mm. end what's new. A very, very concise what's new here. For us? <laughs> For us? Not bad. Is Wind uh, Thrown in the Sky, issue four. So I talked about the first volume of Wind on the show. And... <clears throat> I love it. This is sort of more of an uh, an all you know all um, I don't want to call it an all ages book. You may a young adult book, you know, but it's a fantasy book. I love I love fantasy stories, and I love the story of of, of wind and uh, this this series or this particular arc, you know, is it's been excellent, and it's got a very Lord of the Rings feel to it, where you've got you know. You've got your fellowship. They're 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 on the run, and they just keep encountering obstacles at every twist and turn. And you know where where this story is going, where this issue you know took everything was was really fantastical, really fun. You know, Michael uh, Down. I can never pronounce his last name. Down Lysis. Um, his art is perfect for this story. So like, if you've got you know. Uh, you know, a son or a daughter that's, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, you know, maybe not 10, maybe more like 12, 13, 14 years old, somewhere in that. And and, and you want to give them a good book to read. Like this would be a great thing to start with, hmm. but I enjoy it. Nick, this, I think you'd enjoy it. You know, it's just such a great book. So for, for holiday lists, if you're looking for kids, it's this and bunny mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunny mask. I'm, I guess I'm going to put that in swag and stocking, actually. Oh, I, I, you know, I found, I found, I, I found a bunny mask, like an actual one, like the one from the character. And I texted Joe, and I'm like, I'm going to get this for Violet for her birthday. That shows up in our house, Nicholas. That show is officially over. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. Oh man. Um, but yeah, we're speaking of uh, of gift ideas and everything. We'll be doing our holiday uh, last minute gift ideas from from uh, for comic book readers. Uh, at some point in December, I'm not sure. And we and we gotta we gotta talk to Shine because we got this mag uh, this manga issue we want to do, but that might get put off. I don't know because I've read I've already read the first four hundred pages of my you know book, so you gotta get cracking, Nicholas. And I know I know Shine. Oh, jeez, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're, so if we're gonna do this everything, I just had I just thought of two brilliant ideas that only one of them might push us back afterwards. So. Um, <laughs> but you know that's that's a conversation for another day but we do have again a lot of stuff in the hopper make sure if you haven't already subscribed to one of our audio channels to make sure you get all our fryer side chats delivered right to your listening device right and easy for you on wednesdays it's the only place you're going to find our fryer side chat so make sure you go subscribe there and if you have a moment leave a rating and review five stars only on those ratings please really helps out the show a ton tell a fellow nerd to a fellow fellow comic book reader let them know about the show um because we're doing it for as much as it's for joe and i because we want to talk about books with each other it's also for you guys so um until next week joe stay sexy you know it baby i like nick's just like i'm out all right we're done